Yo, and we are live. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the latest episode of the Tim King Show. A very special episode of the Tim King Show as we are doing our weekly AEW Dynamite review. And hey, I'm not alone. I'm, I'm not even going to fucking waste any time. I'm going to jump right to it. I'm bringing my guest in from the Brain Buster Boys podcast. My boy, BDB, Big Dick Brett. What's up, brother? Welcome to the show, man. How you feeling? Dude, I, my fucking shit's messing up here. Yeah, you don't seem like you're doing very good, bro. You don't seem I've like you're doing good at all, man. I can, I, I can see you, but I can't hear you. Oh, well, that's unfortunate. Um, I'm gonna remove you. Come back when you're ready. Um, so I, so yeah, man, Dynamite was a fucking absolute killer show tonight from start to finish. I'll kind of do a rundown. Hopefully, we get Brett back in here sooner than later. I'm going to do a quick rundown recap of the show. Then Brett and I are just going to go topic battle royal, basically back and forth. And we're going to talk about it. We got some quick comments before I do that, though. Dom, what's good? Top of wrestling talk, what's good, fam? Throw my ones up for sure. What a night to be an AEW fan. Holy shit, was that good. Absolutely. Justin from the In Time Wrestling Podcast and a correspondent right here on the Tim King Show. What's up, man? Throw my ones up to you and Jeremy, as always. Dylan. World Elite Podcast. Throw my ones up to you. Go check out World Elite tomorrow, 6 o'clock. Dylan, Justin, and Jordan going to be doing their thing tomorrow night. So go and check them out over on the World Elite Podcast. Really appreciate you guys all tuning in. But like I said, I'm going to do a quick just rundown of this Dynamite. And then hopefully when I'm done, Brett will be back. And then we'll talk about what we want to talk about. But damn, coming out such a hot fire weekend of wrestling, we had... WrestleMania, obviously going all the way back to Friday, we had Multiverse, we had Supercard of Honor, or Thursday even, we had Multiverse, we had Supercard of Honor, some SmackDown, Rampage was awesome with Sammy Guevara and Takeshka, that was really, really, really dope for sure, we had a couple days of WrestleMania in there, some Hall of Fame, some SmackDown, and, you know, we led to Raw, which was awful, NXT, which was dope, and then this Dynamite, oh my god, this Dynamite felt like the Dynamite after WrestleMania, like, holy shit, Dynamite has been on fire lately, but this show felt really, really, really good. It felt special from time it started to the time it ended, and there might have been a lackluster match here and there, but the show itself, we all asked for AEW to tell stories, right? AEW told stories tonight, and let's just get into it. Um, and before I get into it, I do want to just plug right after this show, stay here on these airwaves right here on the Bloodline Entertainment Network, hit that like, hit that subscribe button. Right after this show, the MMA show on Circle of Debate, you got Ivan and Bakley, and you're going to have Chris on the show. I think Coach Rage. You're going to have all the guys doing their thing right here on the Bloodline Entertainment Network. And um, let me go ahead and just rip it right quick. So we have Ricky Starks taking on Juice Robinson to start the night. I found it interesting. Ricky comes out. He gets first. He gets the entrance. Juice is already in the ring. I'm like, oh. Well, this isn't a good start to, for Juice Robinson. I mean, they built this match for a month. You might as well, like, give Juice an entrance, right? If you go back on the Tim King show and listen to, to what I had to say, I said that I felt like they were setting this up for Jay White because Juice Robinson and Ricky Starks doesn't do shit for me, and I know it doesn't do shit for a lot of people. Ricky Starks out first, Juice already in the ring, music hits, out comes Switchblade Jay White. Jay White beats the fuck out of Ricky Starks. 
with a little bit of help from Juice Robinson. Super fucking awesome. Jay White is all elite. He did get the little the little Twitter moniker on Twitter right there after. So Jay White is all elite. That was super cool. Then we had a backstage promo with Chris Jericho. Um, he was talking about Adam Cole. He was confronted by who? Keith Lee. Who? Keith Lee. Keith Lee talks um, talks Jericho about disrespecting Adam Cole and how he said, how can you disrespect Adam Cole when you're the poster child of disrespect? I thought that was cool. Says he might not be fond of Adam Cole, but they went to war in the past and he does respect him. He will take on Chris Jericho in Milwaukee next week. Guess what, folks? The wife and I will be in Milwaukee next week. Cannot wait for that. So we're going to get Keith Lee, Chris Jericho in Milwaukee next week. What a start to the show. Jay White debuts. And we get a Chris Jericho, Keith Lee match set up for next week. Let's go. First official match of the night, House of Black defend their trios championships against the best friends. Sue, Sue, Trent's mom dropped the best friends in Orange Cassidy off in her minivan. That was so tight, dude. That was really cool. House of Black, dope-ass entrance as always. There was a lot of fun spots in the match for sure. A couple cool spots with Orange going over the top rope and Trent going over the top rope with Buddy and Malachi catching them, slamming them on the aprons. Super good stuff there. Um, There's this fucking QT Marshall head in the crowd that was absolutely killing me. I'm like, get this shit out of here. Distracting as fuck. We had a nasty orange punch to and nasty orange punch to Brody and from a, into a pile driver from Trent to Brody. Really cool spot. We saw Roosh release the Cohen 10 watching in the crowd. Maybe they challenged the House of Black down the line. That would be cool. House of Black wins with a curb stomp from Buddy to Chuck. That was really cool. Fuck Chuck. That fuck Chuck was for Brett. I wish Brett was sitting here because he's a big Chuck fan. Um, so that was that was cool as well. They said we're going to get a Christian Cage tease. So Christian Cage was backstage with Luchasaurus. And Luchasaurus had like this new garb on. It looked like this dragon demon stuff. Super cool from Luchasaurus and Christian. Nothing Christian does is cool, but Luchasaurus looked nasty. So I say that's super cool. We got Jamie Hader versus Riho. Riho, former AEW women's champion. This match fucking banged. And I, I, I wish Brett was still here to talk about it. Oh, and I think he is. I think he is. There we go. Let's see. Holy right. shit. Holy shit. I'm back. Yeah. Yes, yes, let's go. So right we'll talk, we about, talk it, about my honey baby Jamie Hater. Oh that's my god. Right. That's right. Well, Brett. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that, Timmy. Uh still a new house, uh, still working out the kinks here, but uh hey, I'm here. Oh, you're good, my dude. You're good. I'm I'm glad you're here. Uh <laughs> I'm, I'm glad to be back on the Tim King show. It's been too fucking long. Too long. I'm glad to have you. I'm gonna finish this recap right quick and we'll talk please, about it, man. Please. Um Jamie Hayter, Rio, fantastic match, absolute fucking banger. Every time Jamie comes out, her music just gets me so fucking hyped, dude. She's physical, man. The, the match was so awesome. <laughs> yeah, I get Horny. So hype. Of course you do. So Jamie Hader won a very physical match. The outcast were backstage. They went ahead and said one of them, one of them, it doesn't matter who, but one of them will take the belt off of Jamie Hader down the road. Look forward to seeing who that will be. And we get some tension amongst them. Jericho Appreciation Society comes out. Daddy Magic and Cool Hand Ange and the fucking cool hat come out and they talk about the acclaimed. Is the acclaimed going to join Jazz? The acclaimed comes out. They spit a good flow, very entertaining rap, including a funny line on George Santos. Go back and check it out. I dug that. 
But we're not going to get a fight. Instead, we're going to get a tag team match with uh, the acclaimed and JS Friday night on Rampage. Uh, whatever. It is what it is. MJF comes out for a fucking song and a dance to celebrate MJF Day. I don't know, man. I'd listen to him in my local restaurant for sure, but I definitely don't need that on my on my Wednesday night television. It is what it is. Obviously, it's for some people. It ain't for me. Uh, he's talking about ADD and other shit in his little speech. His promo wasn't bad. The singing and dancing is what I didn't need. He actually said, yeah, let's clap it up for ADD, and he got ADD chance going. So, like, the fact that that man can get ADD chance going shows how remarkable he is. He had made funny remarks about Jungle Boy, Sammy, and Darby um, a couple of times, which was cool. And MJF's way back up the ramp. He asked the crowd if he wanted him to sing again. Of course they did in Long Island on MJF Day. But Jack Perry was there to fucking hit the drum fucking, uh, I forget what the thing's called, but fucking hit the drum thing in his fucking ears. Start beating that ass, dude. Jack Perry, MJF had to be separated. Sammy Cavara walks up. Oh, the world title happens to be laying there. Holds the world title in the air. Looks at both men. Let's go. I love this feud. I can't wait to get Brett's perspective on it for sure. Sammy Guevara and Commander put on a hell of a match. Commander was running them top ropes in him three times. Unfortunately, third time wasn't the charm as he got hit with the top rope cutter into a GTH. It was a quick, really fun match. Sammy Guevara then cut a promo. I really enjoyed the promo. Brett didn't. We'll let him tell you why. I, I enjoyed the words that he said out of it. He said, MJF doesn't wrestle. Why doesn't he wrestle? I like the words as well. But if there's okay. more to a promo than word. I understand. I, I understand. For sure. For sure. But Sammy cut a good promo. We'll definitely talk about that in a little bit. Led into Ethan Page and Hook. No TV entrance for, for Hook or for Ethan Page. Ugh, I guess it tells you everything you need to know about how AEW feels about Ethan Page. Hook came out, got a great entrance, took care of business. But Matt Hardy obviously had Ethan Page sign the contract going into the match. I'm going to guarantee it was for his freedom. Matt Hardy hits Ethan Page with the FTW title while he chants delete while the Red Drum's locked in by Hook. It's over. Hook wins. Tony Khan, huge announcement. All in. Uh, hurts me because I don't think all out's yeah. going to be in Chicago. But all yeah. in. Wembley Stadium in London huge. on August Fucking 27th huge. with Adam Cole helping to make the announcement. We'll Maybe he gets the world title match. We'll talk about that. You got the Blackpool Combat Club came out, squashed three local talents. Brian on the mic was absolutely fucking fantastic, calling every wrestler in the world amateurs. Amateur. Those four wrestlers. The new fickle chant is amateur, and I love it. Main event, FTR versus Guns, tag titles versus careers. Ah, the match was whatever. The right team won when it was all said and done. FTR holding up the AEW Tag Team Championships for the second time loved this dynamite from start to finish jay white was fucking great the debut big surprise the announcement was monumental in the ending with ftr staying in the company getting the belts that they should have had a long time ago was huge so brett just kind of rip what you want to rip and then pick a topic and talk about it my dude yeah uh first off sorry about all those issues that was dumb as shit but uh happy to be back podcasting with you from my bed in louisville in my new home this is where i watch the show and i've been sucking down some wine um so i'm feeling pretty good but uh, let's just start with i think the obvious switchblade jay white coming right off the bat with like one minute into this show you hear the ching and I, I told you, like, I had, I was debating whether I was going to watch live. I was working on some shit. And I'm like, ah, I'll catch it 30 minutes in and fast forward. But 
I made the decision to watch live, and boy, am I glad I did. And I was very surprised to see Jay tonight in AEW. Yes, I know the reports had come out over the last day or two that Jay White to WWE seemed unlikely. Um, and I'm someone who initially wanted to see Jay White in WWE, even as a huge New Japan mark, as a big AEW fan. But if Pencil Mustache Vince truly is running things, I definitely don't want Jay White anywhere near that. You know, my concern with him coming to AEW is the concern with every other star that's come to AEW is getting lost in the shuffle with this bloated roster. Um, but at the end of the day, like I'm a huge Jay White guy, and this was a moment that I did not expect, and I fucking loved it. And I love Juice Robinson. I mean, the guy, you know, since he's come to AEW, is, hasn't really done anything and whatever, but he's very, very funny and a good worker and a good talent. And I'm intrigued to see uh, what these two are going to do. And what I'll say is don't sit Jay White on the fucking sidelines here, ladies and gentlemen. He is too big of a star to do that. So, uh, yeah, that's. I just had to start with this because uh, that's – fucking huge news that it's now official jay white is all elite so uh i'd love to hear what you think about it yeah i think it's the biggest news of the show on a yeah. show where ftr stayed and on a show where AEW is going <laughs> to fucking wembley stadium yeah. i mean i think jay white being all elites the biggest news obviously like you said with fucking vince being back jay white would have been a great fit i said go play in the big leagues jay white go play but now no, 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 no. Go do your thing in AEW, dude. And I said a couple of weeks, or I don't know, it might have been like two months ago at this point. Whenever Juice laid out Ricky for the first time, I said this has to lead to Ricky and Jay White at double or nothing. No it shit. Makes absolutely no sense otherwise. Is what is Juice Robinson? Ricky <laughs> Starks is bigger than a Juice Robinson. Okay? You're, yeah, you're not wrong. Right. And like although Juice he is a three-time Ricky, IWGP United States champion. But, I don't want to uh, shit on the guy. I, I know. You know I, get, I, I, I don't want to shit on Juice. I do like Juice, but at the end of the day, Ricky just got off the title of Jericho. So you're going to go from the title of Jericho to Juice Robinson and floating around to guys and catering again? No, it needs to be something big that you're doing. This, this is fucking big. And I don't believe for one second, because maybe Vince is back, that Jay White... No, this has been in the works since Juice Robinson attacked Ricky Starks. They had this plan. I know that they did. They had yeah. to have. It makes no sense otherwise. So I absolutely love it. I'm I'm pumped, dude. The Ricky Starks feud. All right, so Ricky loses his first feud. Oh, well. All right, he can take a loss. It's fine, dude. And Ricky can move on, or the feud can continue. But I'm excited for Jay White and Adam Cole. I'm excited for Jay White and Hangman. I'm excited for Jay White and Kenny. I'm excited for this Jay White, Americanized potential bullet club with Juice Robinson and maybe Chris Bay and Ace Austin yep. or any yep. other yep. guys yep. that they want to do to yep. maybe fuck with the elite or something down the road. So I am so very excited for this dude. So fucking pumped, dude. So what I like about it is, again, being a huge New Japan fan, and that's where Jay White became Jay White. Uh, this leaves that door open for him to still do New Japan stuff because, like, he had the loss to Hikaleo, which banished him from Japan, which that match was fucking phenomenal. And then he lost to Eddie Kingston at uh, Battle in the Valley, which banished him from New Japan, period. Also an amazing match. But we know AEW and New Japan have a working relationship. We know Forbidden Door is coming up. 
So I just thrustled the switchblade right back into that mix, and I fucking love it. So, yeah, while I was like wanting to see him in WWE, is just like, man, this guy's so fucking good. I'd love to see what he can do in that machine with Triple H at the helm. Um, now I feel like, all right, this 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 feels right. This is good. I'm all I'm all about it. Like I said, I was. I'm not going to say like fully shocked, but like flipped on my TV and within 30 seconds, here's Switchblade Jay White. All right, that got my blood boiling. And uh, here I am sucking down this red wine from a box, having a ball. So, uh, yeah, man, I love it. Um, again, but like I said, I want to reiterate let's use the motherfucker. Let's yeah. not let him sit on the sidelines for a month or whatever. Like, this guy should be pushed as a star. I'm not saying he needs to win the AEW world title or even a title yet, but like, let's get him in high level programs with high level superstars and God, who am I? What am I saying? Superstars. I am drunk, but yeah, (laughs) (laughs) you know what I'm saying? High profile wrestlers. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Yeah. I'm fucking, I'm pumped Jay White's back and we can go a couple of different ways. We can go to Wembley. We can go to the main event. But I'm going to go here, dude. Because to me, this is the hottest thing going in AEW, period. The BCC and the Elite. I know that you're rock hard for Mox. Rock hard. Just like Juice Robinson. That's right. Oh, that's a nice segue. And that's why I like it. I like it. I know that you're rock hard for Hangman. <laughs> Brian's back. And when Brian gets in this vicious Brian mode, I don't know that there's a heel fucking better, dude. Mm-mm. He is just insane. And his fickle chant that he used to do back in the day, now it's amateur, amateur. Mm-hmm. And Brian walked the trio, the dominant badass trio of Mox, Claudio, and Wheeler to the ring. That, that little shit, Wheeler. That little, and even that <laughs> dude, little that was amazing. It was, it was. It was fucking so good, dude. Yeah. And I just, I loved everything that, that Brian had to say. You know, you said, I love my family, but I love Moxley, and I love Claudio, and I love even that little shit, Yuta, <laughs> and I love professional wrestling, and we are the only true four professional wrestlers in North America, and he even called out, I know it was a shout out WWE, dude, he yeah. fucking called out all wrestling in North yeah. America from this past weekend and said he, they are not only the only four professional wrestlers in that locker room in AEW, but in North America. And I was like, mm. and, and let's then, be let's be real, WrestleMania was pretty fucking good, but like, oh, WrestleMania was WrestleMania was fucking phenomenal. I love, I love that. I loved that though. Like yeah. just. Fuck everyone. And I love how he pulled out the screwdriver, dude. Yep. And I love how he fucking just started fucking calling Hangman an amateur and just said he wants to rebuild the how the foundation that AEW was built on and started just bashing this guy. And oh my god. I'm dude. glad nobody came out to save him or do anything because that's going to come, of course. But tonight was not the night for that. Like, like you yeah. said, you got the fucking screwdriver out. And credit to the camera work for not like fucking zooming in on it. And you know, I, I thought the camera work was nice during all that because I'm like, are they gonna do it? Uh, but um, yeah, I <laughs> it was outstanding. Like I was there last Wednesday when he came back, and it was me and my boy JCV. And when he came out, I'm like, this motherfucker is going to turn on Kenny and rejoin the Blackpool Combat Club. And you know, it seemed like you know he pulls Kenny up, but like that was a moment. And I was fucking screaming and going nuts. And so 
a very nice follow up here. Um, and yeah, can't what a what a hearty story we got here with these two fucking factions. Like, so here's the question: We're clearly headed to blood and guts here. Are we just going to do a four v four? You know, we should. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah it's, un- no it's, a, it's unfortunate. I feel like they took it from the women too, which kind of sucks because I felt like we were going there with the women, and now it's like, why oh, you got to do this. And blood why not do both though? I know that's overkill. Not for me. I'll yeah, do me I'm, I'm fine with it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like WWE's done the war games with both, but mm-hmm. so if we're doing four on four with the men, I guess are we going to do four on four with the women? Who's the fourth spot for the outcasts? I think you could build that still to five on five because there's so many women and you want to showcase so, more. There's so many on the OG's side, but not as many on the outcast side. I think that you have Taya Valkyrie, who's there now, who would be a great member of that team. I still think if you're doing this story, you got to do Thunder Rosa. She mm. has got to be an, an outcast because she hates Brett and she hates Jamie. So, and she can even say, I wasn't a fucking originalist company. I came from the NWA. I was the longest running NWA women's champion, you know, Camille now. But, like, I came on this Camille. disgusting reign. You treat me like fucking yeah. shit. You know? Yeah. Uh, two things. One, Thunder Rosa is doing Spanish commentary. And she was sitting, like, 15 feet away from us last week. And, my, yeah, yeah, she looked pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> um. And then the name that I keep coming back to for the outcast is Athena. Yes. Because she came from WWE. She has been so fucking good as ROH Women's Champion. I don't know how much you've watched, but like all the matches, Yuka Sakazaki on the pay per view. Um, she had the one, I mean, in when I was there, she wrestled fucking Emmy Sakura, which mm-hmm. was on the TV show pre- previous. The Willow match was outstanding. So, like, Athena is someone who I feel like when she first got here, just like a lot of people got lost in the shuffle, was on Rampage or not really doing too much. But, like, god damn, ever since she got that ROH belt, she has been way better than I could have ever expected. Like, way better for me personally than anything Ember Moon ever did. So... That's where I keep coming back to because she is a fully entrenched heel who was still a pretty big deal in WWE. However, I'm with you. I feel like Thunder Rosa, assuming she's cleared, should be a part of this. And they have way too many people on the OG's side, so they could easily make it a five on five. So, but yeah, I'd say let's look for Athena, to, or at least that's I what I would loved, like. To I would have loved to throw Athena out there yeah. originally, originally, like. Fuck two months ago at this point. I was saying it's Athena, it's Athena, 100 percent it's Athena. <laughs> yeah. But I am of the belief that ROH and AEW need to be separate. And I am also of the belief of what you said that Athena has been absolutely slaying so it good. So with good. everything she's doing in ROH. Yeah. So yes, would it be cool for her to come over and get infiltrated into the story? Sure. But what for her to come play fourth or fifth fiddle to fucking Soraya? Tony Ruby when she's just the bitch in ROH. I don't know. I, I don't know that I make that move. I bring Thunder back and I and I pull it that way. And then you know, your girl, you hate her, but you still can do a double turn with Jaden Taya. 
Jade goes OG and Taya hate, goes outcast. I don't, hate, I don't hate Jade by any means. I'm just kidding. I'm she just, just needs kidding. to be better. <laughs> but, I know. I know. Yeah. But but you could always pull a double turn there where you have Taya, which makes sense to be on an outcast. Thunder Rosa then. So you have that team, which is Soraya, Tony, Ruby, um, Thunder, and Taya. My God. Yeah. Taking on the other team, which ends up being Jamie, DMD, Sheeta. You got, um, fuck, who am I missing? Jade. And then you can go some, I would bring Willow in because you want to grow a, a young homegrown pup. Yeah. And I know you have Rio there as well, but you're, they're not going to do Rio and Sheeta. I prefer Sheeta. They probably go Rio. And one, it could be Sky Blue as well. Could be in that. I mean, she's been pretty more, more prominently featured on television of late. So, again, that's what I was saying. Like, you have too many options on that side right. of things. Big time. Big time. Um, but, yeah, it's it's exciting, though. You know, like, we've talked about it before both on and off air, just the growth of this women's division and really actually caring about this women's division. And I think it started with Tony Storm and now it's continued with the best AEW women's champion of all time, Jamie Hayter. Um, yeah, it's just, it's exciting. The, the fact that we're talking about a big time blood and guts match for the women is never something we could have thought about last, you know, because like that that division just wasn't there yet. But it's now there, it's, and it's there. They yeah, are now like, it's compelling enough with the talent. Deep. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. Yeah, it's great to see. Uh, big shout out to really quick KPG Faction Cast Podcast for your scissors up. Go ahead and check them out for sure, man. Always scissor KPG De Niro, man. What's good, dude? Throw your ones up for De Niro Wrestling Delorean Podcast. That's my dude right there, man. Can't wait to get you back on these airs. Hear that boy. See that beautiful face, brother. Mm, mm. But so we kind of just talked about the women mixed in with, with the BCC thing. Did you have anything you wanted to add on the, the BCC elite thing? Like, there's there's a lot of levels there, man. So if you want to hit on anything, there I is. wanted to get your perspective on it. We got about 20 minutes here. And really, the rest of the show we want to talk about is FTR staying in AEW anyway. So anything that you you want to hit on this story, talk about it because it's fucking huge, dude. Like the, what we can get out of it with Kenny and Brian and everything in between Claudio and Hangman, just so many matches. Like what what what's got your fucking? <laughs> I'm not. I'm trying not to get too dirty. Man. All of it. All yeah, of it's uh, got my dick hard. Yeah. Like, like right. I know that's where we're headed here. Yeah. Um, I mean, again, I'll reiterate, I loved that nobody came down to save Hangman tonight because, again, we know the Bucks are out and Kenny is still conflicted about all of that. So I would think that Kenny gets involved next week, but I just love, like, the pacing of this story and just how they've done it and put it in front of us has been perfect thus far with Danielson coming back last week and... That's my first thought too. Is like, oh fuck, we're gonna get another Dan- Danielson Kenny match in this fuck. <laughs> so, yeah, I feel like now I'm just like rambling drunkenly, but no, nothing too much else to say. Uh, I'm just fucking pumped. This is great. No man, I want you to ramble away, dude. That's what you're here for, man. I want <laughs> when you said you were free tonight, I got fucking amped, dude. I was like, let's 
fucking gobble, baby. Yeah. And that's what you get when you bring Brett on. Go check out Brain Buster Boys, dude. And uh, shit, I'm, I'm such an asshole. I should know the name of the show. What's the name of the show you do with JCB? Oh, the Phoenix Splash. The Phoenix Splash, which Commander hit tonight. Yes. Or as Ian Riccoboni calls him, Commander. Commander. That's what Justin was calling him the other day. Commander. I was like, look at you. Ivan, what's up again? Check out the MMA show 24 minutes from now, right here on the Bloodline Entertainment Network. Did you say nipple mania? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Two gorgeous studs talking AEW. Oh, nipple mania running wild, baby. Cutie pies never can't get enough. Devin would definitely be bringing out the uh, the solo. Very juicy, meaty, drunken men. Unfortunately, tonight for y'all, I'm not. I'm I'm just chilling tonight. This is only my second drink. I'm just nice and chill. I just nice watch a dub, relax, talk to my boy Brett about it. Oh, I can watch the MMA show on the Bloodline Entertainment Network shortly. Good, good, good stuff. But dude, so we talked about Jay White. And we talked a little BCC, and we talked about this awesome women's story that we have going on right now. Let's talk about the main event. And Wildest will agree, the match itself was a bit peculiar. Peculiar. It was and, and uh, not very good in the ring. That's a very hard word to say. Thank you. Peculiar. I just said it. Peculiar. You got to say it slowly. Not in uh, not in your state or the state that I'm close to getting in. Is it okay to say? <laughs> Um, but like it was interesting, like you said, I didn't even realize what you were saying about it. I realized that they were trying to the guns kept trying to get first of all, the guns came out to many men by 50 cent, which was that fucking was fucking tight as hell. Incredible dude. entrance for them, yeah. for sure. Yeah, Colton yeah. Austin looked cool as shit they coming out great. again. FTR is all biz. Um, cash is a monster dude his biceps i was feeling the same i'm like, like he is yoked huge dude yeah. i don't know what he's on bro but that motherfucker is a monster just a monster he and has put on some we'll talk about that momentarily Thomas, months, for sure bro yeah his arms are just so 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 big but uh yeah he looked huge the match itself to me it was okay whatever in the ring it was a little bit sloppy you're never going to get a five-star match from the guns, so it, I wasn't expecting that. But to your point, what you kept saying was the guns kept trying to get DQ'd. What does that mean if they get DQ'd? FTR well, has to retire if the guns get themselves DQ'd? That's what didn't make what if the guns got themselves counted out? Wouldn't that be the same thing? Correct. Like All That's right. what didn't make any sense to me, and I wasn't sure what the actual stipulation was because like I remembered from last week it was something like we no DQ – no count out, which to me means like those rules are off the table. So why are you potentially DQing them? So yeah, like the way the match played out was like the guns trying their damnedest to get disqualified. And in their mind, that would banish FTR from AEW forever. So like that to me was just really fucked up and weird. And I'm like, what is going on here? And I guess that just kind of took me out of the match. And then, like, even down the stretch, like, near the finish, like, really the actual finish was, like, I don't want to say botched, but just, like, slow and, like, mm -hmm. weird. And all of it just felt off to me. But, like, at the end of the day, it's like, how on earth could this team who is the tag team champions, get themselves disqualified or counted out. And then FTR is just out of AEW. 
because that's like what it seemed like to me. So, yeah, I thought it. I thought that all kind of stunk. And I'm someone who like really likes and appreciates the guns and really respects how and why they got to this point. Yeah, they're not FTR. They're not the Bucks. They're not the Briscoes. They're not Aussie Open. Top flight. You could go on and on and on, but they've they've earned this spot to a degree. But tonight it it didn't. It just felt off to me. But like you said earlier, like the right team won, and especially with pencil thin motherfucker over there running the show, I couldn't be happier that FTR is staying. I wanted them to stay anyway because I want to see them in Japan more. And I want to see them doing other things more because, man, the year they had last year was just epic. And uh, yeah, the year they had the year they had was epic. And I was on these airwaves many a time saying, "I don't give a fuck that they're the AAA, the IWGP, and the." Oh, we've talked about it. Yeah, like they might have had an epic year and they did all these things, but without winning the AEW tag team correct, they didn't maximize what they're there for. They are there to be the Agreed. AEW World Tele- or World in Tag In the company Champions. that they're in, they're winning three other titles. Yeah. Right. You know, you know right. right. They're there to be the World Tag Team Champions yeah. on television is what they're Correct. there to do. AEW's television. There is no team in AEW right now bigger than FTR. No. Capitalize on it. Put the no. belts on them. And they did. And with Finally. Vince Newman on the other side, why? Why? Not a chance in hell. How so great I'm is that mustache, though? Oh my god! <laughs> I don't even know. He's some fucking pastor or some shit, dude. He, I don't know what he looks like. It's awful. It's so 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 bad. But but I digress. With him, Lumen, you know Tony was putting out a big show tonight. Bringing in FTR or having FTR stay was massive. Having Jay White show up was huge. But again. These aren't things that he's just, like, doing on a whim. I know that this Jay White thing was planned out. And this FTR thing had to have been set up for a while. Let's see what Justin says before we moved on. FTR basically set it as win the titles or leave. So, basically, they would have to leave even if they won by DQ because they wouldn't get the titles. Uh, See, but that's just a horrible stipulation. (laughs) Like, Justin, thank you for making that make sense. But that's a horrible stipulation because of what you just said to him. Like they could have just walked out for right. twenty seconds. Twenty seconds. This ain't Japan for ten seconds, and that's that. FTR's out of AEW. So like, what an awful, awful, awful stipulation. But Justin's so right. That's what it was. Um, so that's why. First off, Nick, you're the man. Um, but that's why. Like that match to me was so horrible, but like you said, I'm the moment was nice. I'm so glad FTR won. I think those two teams could have a very nice professional wrestling match, mm-hmm. but that was just like too much confusing bullshit to me. But I'm happy they won, and I'm happy yeah. to be here, and I'm happy the guns got that rain, even though it wasn't like the best. But like they deserved it. They were there every fucking week in COVID front row cheering everyone on and they've grown and gotten better and better. And that entrance tonight to me, it was like, these guys, these guys are something. So I let's like pour one out or whatever we do. For Raise one time. up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're not dead. <laughs> <laughs> 
raise one up to the Guns' performance over the last three years in A-Dub. Yeah. Going from Front Row COVID to Gun Club with Daddy to fucking AEW World Tag Team Champions yeah. to coming out in the main event to 50 Cent Mini Man. Come yeah. on. Looking man. like kings. Looking like kings. Dude. Yes. So, so, yeah, big ups. Yeah. Definitely. Cheers to the Guns. You know who else yeah. is a fucking king? This you? guy right here. Nick Dieter Dang, the king from the Universal Wrestling Podcast. Nick, you're the man, dude. And Nick, Nick Dieter King. Oh, I don't know if we like combined them. Maybe you're maybe. also a king, Tim. But I want to give big shout outs to uh, Nick's tag team partner in the Universal Wrestling Podcast. He had his little boy today, little Marty, ah, future world champion for sure. The bloodline is in good hands. So congrats, man. Congrats, dude. Keith, for your little Genetti. <laughs> little Jeanette, how I like what you did there. And yo, before we get out of here, let's answer this question. Let's talk about it because this was the huge announcement from Tony Khan. Thomas, thank you for tuning in. For sure. Appreciate it. He says, What do you think of the announcement from Tony Khan coming to for A dub coming to London for all in? Tony Khan came out and he said, This is what we wanted. He mentioned Cody got mentioned twice on, on yeah. AEW TV tonight. Yep. I found that ironic. So they're like that's our boy. He should have won, you cocksuckers. Uh, Tony and fucking Sammy are screaming. Um, but Tony came out. He said, we're going to London. He said, brought in who? Who brought in who to make the special announcement for him? Adam Cole, just as he did the previous one. Let's not forget about Nigel McGuinness, though. <laughs> like, come on. Okay, yeah, my bad, my bad, my bad. Nigel McGuinness was there. Nigel McGuinness yeah. came out to do commentary for ROH Supercard of Honor, which, which was fantastic. tremendous. Yeah, fantastic. he's so good He's and so then he uh, he was backstage. He was the one who was interviewing Tony while this he was going down. He got the All Elite graphic today, too. So Sure did. Yep. Yeah, me and Bakley got into a little argument about ROH and AW <laughs> ownership and what <laughs> AEW should put their name on. So when this yeah. debate center comes to Bloodline Entertainment Network, that's going to be one of the first topics that's, that's going down. But we only got about eight, nine minutes left here on Tim King Show talking this AEW Dynamite post-game wrap up before the MMA show. So let's just keep this train rolling. Brett, Adam Cole comes out, says we are going to Wembley fucking stadium all in August 27th in London. It hurts my soul because I'm fairly certain I'm not getting all out in Chicago this year. But daddy, talk to me. What what do you make of this huge announcement? This is this is huge. This is awesome. I love like Wembley fucking stadium? Are you kidding me? What is this, SummerSlam 92? But, like, yeah, man, like, I was shocked um, and excited. And as someone who went all in, the OG, like, just the fact that he mentioned or brought up all in, like, oh, cool. And then, like, oh, we're in London. Awesome, because, like, that's been a large topic of conversation. When is AEW going to go across the pond? And then, oh, wait, let's bring someone else in to tell us where it's going to be. And never in a trillion years did I think it would be Wembley fucking stadium. So I don't know what that capacity is. I'd imagine 60K plus. Um, and I think this is awesome. <laughs> As someone who's been the, an AEW mark from day one. I ain't English, but uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> this is the coolest fucking thing. Like. Not only are you going to England, you're going to fucking Wembley, just right out of the fucking gate. So, yeah, this is massive. I don't love how uh, there's 
Uh, I mean, it gets become a meme at this point, but Tony Khan has a very important announcement this week. You know, like I'm tired of all that bullshit, but that's just him sucking his own dick and whatever. But the announcement itself finally like held up for once. Cause like, this is once where I'm like, okay, this actually is really cool. And don't get me wrong. Like AEW all access is cool. And I watched the first episode and I really liked it, but like this compared to that, when they're getting the same promotion, a very important announcement. Come on, Tone. But uh, <laughs> no, this is awesome. And uh, a landmark day for AEW. Like, this is a big fucking deal. And uh, I love it. Massive. Massive. So let me ask you then. What are a couple of matches that you want to see booked at this? Zack huge- Sabre Jr. versus Daniel Bryan for starters. You don't think that that's more of a forbidden door thing and we get Kenny versus... Oh, because it's in England. It's in You're England. right. Yeah. Mm. Osprey versus Kenny will likely be here as well. You know, oh. like they're going to stay... Yeah. Anyone that's from the UK, you're saving it for here. Mm. Um, that's why. Look at... Mm. Yeah. Look like at that's you. the first thing that came Look to my head you. is like ZSJ Brian, Kenny Osprey, both... And Osprey is hurt right now, too. So, like, who knows if he'll even be ready for Forbidden Door. But those were the first two that came to my mind for this show. Um, MJF and Adam Cole, you think they pull the trigger on that there? Potentially. Um, I mean, I keep I keep giving you credit for saying that Cole's going to be the one to take it off MJF because I think you're right. Do you think they would do that in the U.K.? I mean, why not? But I mean, if you want a huge reaction, right? They're not going to cheer for MJF. Like they're going to cheer for the face. Yeah. So why not give it to Adam Cole there? And you can yeah. always have Max take it back off of him. But why not pull the trigger there? Yeah. Who else we got like UK wise that's in this company? I'm just trying to think. Like I was gonna, I said oh, I was thinking Aussie Open only because they've been in RevPro. They're not right. UK guys, but um. But those, again, those are the oh, Anthony and Gogo was all that was coming to my mind. Like me, right? Exactly. Trash. FTR and the Young Bucks. I was thinking maybe you get a match out of them just because yeah. huge stage. Like give them. Like we're still waiting on that again. So yes, big stage. But FTR now that, now that FTR is the champs, like it's gonna happen for sure. right. And the last match was trash between them when they were champs. So you could get a big Jamie. A ha- you could get a big Jamie Hater match. Jeez. Facts. There yeah. you go. Big you, stuff. I don't big know stuff. who it would be against, but Chelsea seventy to ninety. Let's Soraya. go. Jamie yeah. Hater versus Soraya. And oh fucking, fuck yeah! There dude. you go. Come on. Yeah, we're bu- yeah we're booking. We're booking this hard. But that's it, folks. That was your AEW Dynamite for tonight, April 5th. It was a fucking hell of a show. You got Jay White debuted on it. FTR is all elite still. Can, can we real quick talk about Sammy's promo? Oh, please. Go right ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't think it was a bad promo by any means. And in fact, like I found myself throughout like impressed. But at the end of the day, I think just like his delivery, the fact that he was just walking around and like, I didn't feel it as much as I wanted to feel it. You know, like the words were great and he was making great points about MJF and, you know, how he was with 
the inner circle and left and the pinnacle and left and the firm and left. And he's making all these great points, but I just didn't feel it. And I don't think that's necessarily like an anti Sammy bias. Cause like, I like him more now after they've toned down all the bullshit and I wanted this to be great. And I think there were portions of it that were great, but I think he's just missing like just a little bit of, charisma you know i don't know if that's what it but like the connectivity of this whole promo didn't really work for me but like there were portions of it that did but i don't know it's hard to just and it like felt baby faces at times and heels it healy at times and frankly i feel like the crowd didn't give a fuck like the crowd was hardly reacting at any point but yeah i i like sammy a lot more than i did nine months to a year ago and like i said there were portions of this i liked but at the end of the day it just did not click for me but i want to hear your take real quick yeah i i enjoyed it um basically he cut the promo on mjf he said why doesn't he wrestle you know when we fought in jacksonville what happened you had a cheat to win like you said he was with cody not cody's friend tony not tony's friend he was in the inner circle not in the inner circle the pinnacle not in the pinnacle the firm not in the firm you know, ran down about how had basically what Jungle Boy said, how Max had to sell his soul to get where he is. But again, look where Max is in comparison to these these guys. <laughs> yeah. I didn't think I didn't think the delivery was bad. I don't think you're going to get a like I'm an exuberant person. I don't think you're going to get this kind of energy from a Sammy Guevara when he's cutting a promo. He did try to scream. He did try to get energetic with it, but I just. I don't he think it's get, necessarily... He didn't really get into it until Long Island really started getting into him. Once yeah. they started booing at him, then he went circle face. Then once, then I thought he did, the energy picked up a little bit. I'm like scrutinizing here big time. I'll admit that. Because like, I don't think it's like screaming or fire that I'm looking for. It's like just some intangible psychology that it's hard for me to like explain. I get it. But I just want, like, again, I, I respect and loved the words that he was saying, and portions of it kind of captivated me. But as a whole, again, like I said, him walking around and just, like, it just it didn't feel to me that he was confident in the words he was saying. And I don't think I've ever been as critical of a promo in my entire life as I am right now. Maybe it's just the combination of the wine and the tiny bit of weed. And whatever else. You just uh, I was like super dialed into this promo from like a critical standpoint. Um yeah. But I did not hate it by any means. I think I think it just breaks down to you not liking Sammy Guevara. (laughs) Maybe, maybe, maybe I do. Because I think if you went back and you watched it from um (laughs) on like an unbiased perspective, I thought the kid killed it. He's not gonna ever be a scream promo, like he's just gonna say. What's on his mind, and I thought what was on his mind was awesome. I don't really quick because we're getting out of here in a couple minutes. Not not even a couple, like two, three minutes. MJF shit tonight. I like the promo, the singing and dancing. I could do without you. I can do with it, but I think it went on a little long. But like, I like that variety show aspect of it, and the fact that like we know MJF can fucking sing and dance. Um, I liked it. I'm not going to say I loved it and that I need it every week, but for MJF Day and for what this was, I was for it. (laughs) What I liked more 
was that they trotted the fucking mayor out there. And he just was that the actual him. mayor of Long Island? I believe so, or whatever, Cherry oh, yeah. Grove or Oak City right. or whatever the fuck, trotted his ass out there and he just got fucking skewered. Yes, <laughs> like he did. That it has even said, these people don't like him around here. And then he got killed, dude. Yeah. So I, yeah. that was part, like, my favorite part of it. It's like, they get, and maybe it was just, like, a plant or an actor or whatever. Right, and I didn't think MJF, well, and like Taz even said, this guy's got a job as a general manager in the future because yeah. that dude was good on the stick, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not hating on the segment at all. And like you said, great singer. If I was at my local uh, Tony Spavoni's up the street, and he was Tony Spavoni's <laughs> singing to me, I'd be all in. Do I need my world champion fucking dancing down the stage in a suit singing to me like Tony Spavoni? I don't know. Yeah. But all in all, it was okay because the whole thing built to him and Jack and him and Sammy and, of course, Darby's Darby. lingering. So I'm fine with it. Brett, this was awesome, dude. I'm so glad you were available to join me tonight. I'm glad. Thank you so much for coming on to Tim King Show on the Bloodline Entertainment Network. Yes, sir. Where can the people find you? At Brainbuster Boys, Twitter, Instagram. All major podcasting platforms and on the Visionaries Global Media Network, Brain Buster Boys. But yeah, thank you, Timothy. This has been wonderful, always wonderful, and I'm glad we were able to make this work spur of the moment. And uh, thanks for tolerating my wine buzz. <laughs> oh, man, I'll always tolerate your buzz, dude. I'm so glad that you were here. Like I said, my brother, and for you AEW fans, you got this Friday night rampage coming up, and then you got Battle of the Belts afterwards. It's not a particularly great show by any means; they never are. But you got typically isn't. But eh. you know, Orange Cassidy and Jaleesa the Cole, Lucha Brothers against QT Marshall and Powerhouse Hobbs <laughs> for the ROH Tag. I'm Bucks. a QTV guy. I, QTV I am too. I like QTV. Sure. Yeah. QTV and Jay Cargill against your girl. Oh yeah, Billy Starks. Yeah, Billy Starks. Yeah, yeah. Very good stuff there. Then. Um, as far as what we got going on here with Bloodline Entertainment Network, three minutes from now, they're going live. The MMA show, Circle of Debate, right here, Bloodline Entertainment Network. Ivan, Bakley, Chris, Cage Rage, check it out. Give it a like. Subscribe to this channel. Tomorrow night, 8, Central, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, Russell Bread with JD. She's going to be doing her thing, recapping WrestleMania weekend. Oh, such a good weekend. Friday night, 7.30 Central Standard Time, Top of Wrestling Talk, right here on the Bloodline Entertainment Network, followed by Clark Street Wrestling at 9.45. And you know our tribal chief's going to have a lot of things to say about his tribal chief, Roman Reigns. But he has so much shit to say. He came on the Tim King Show last night impromptu just to defend his tribal chief. And as always, you can go I'll back and check that I'll defend that out. tribal chief, too. I know you won't. I know you won't, but... I'll always acknowledge Roman Reigns. He is my second favorite. Third we favorite named our episode after him this week, by God. Tribal I acknowledge my tribal chief. I just don't think that was the right call. I digress. <laughs> anyway, Saturday, 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 Saturday. We got a three-banger, a trifecta of shows right here on the Bloodline Entertainment Network, starting with Nick with out of here. I, I think it's going... Anytime between 12 and 1 Eastern Standard Time, I'm not exactly sure when he's going off, but you want baseball, Phillies baseball talk out of here with Nick Saturday afternoon. Plus, the flagship circle of they do sing, circle of debate. Ivan's going to be right back here. No circle of debate on Sunday. We got Easter Sunday. So, circle of debate will be going down on Saturday. I think it's about 4 p.m. Central Standard Time. 4 p.m. Pacific time. I'm not exactly sure. But <laughs> circle of debate, Saturday afternoon out of, out of here. And then 
on the late tip Saturday night, Roto Slappers with Streets and myself. We're going to be doing some wide receiver fantasy football dynasty tiers. Oh, Jeez. that is going to be a blast. MMA show right after this. So stay right here on the Bloodline Entertainment Network. As always, you can find me at, at the Tim King Show on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. You can find the Tim King Show and Roto Slappers on all major audio platforms under the Tim King Show. And you can find the Bloodline Entertainment Network on all major social media networks at the Bloodline E. And T, what the bloodline E and T, and you find this show, the Tim King Show, Roto Slappers, and so many other killer shows on all major audio platforms by searching the Bloodline Entertainment Network, and of course, right here on the Bloodline Entertainment Network on YouTube. And don't forget the website, BloodlineNetwork.com, for all your sports wrestling entertainment needs, including everything Brett does. His top ten rankings. He got top twenty-five matches this week, folks. Thank you so much for tuning in to this show. I appreciate it greatly. Again, stay right here on the Bloodline Entertainment Network. Swing on over to the MMA show. Go check out the Brain Buster Boys podcast and uh, the Rising Phoenix, the Rising Sun, the Land of the Rising Phoenix Sun. Splash. The Phoenix Splash, whatever else it is that Brett does. I love you guys all so much. Great Dynamite. Catch us uh, back here in like a minute. We out.